0: Welcome to the Who and How Club, a podcast, blog, event series, and movement created by me, Jean. I'm not only the creator of the show, but I'm also the producer and host of the platform you're participating in today. Now, if you're tuning in for the first time, then you're in for a real treat. If you're a returning listener and supporter of the show, then you know just how deep it's about to get on today's episode. For our spotlight today, I had a Zoom interview with Teresa Greco a woman that I met on the set of a commercial we were both working on a couple years back. Her and I spent the majority of the day on set, but it wasn't until we wrapped up and I was on my way out the door that her and I actually connected. From there, I got to bathe in one of the deepest conversations I ever had with a stranger. Her and I kept in touch since that conversation that day, and have collaborated in a few ways since then. You're going to get to know Teresa on a deep level the same way that I did that day when we met. And you're going to learn a lot about who she is as a person, as a being, and as a woman. What she does, her new book that's out, and her journey to true healing. In Who and How Club fashion, I asked Teresa who she was. This is what she said.
1: I'm going to start off by saying that I believe that I am a spiritual being having a human experience that is foremost. And then aside from that, I'm a wife a mother, a, an educator, an educational technologies consultant, the editor of two different magazines here in Toronto, the a senior writer at those magazines. I'm also a happiness coach and a Reiki master, 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 master,
0: master. A lot of titles for Teresa. She plays many different roles with many different hats. But I was curious to know, even though I know a little bit about her, what would she say to a stranger who knew absolutely nothing about her? How would she describe herself? What words would she use? Which terms? This is what she said.
1: I would say loving and happy.
0: Loving and happy? Yes. And what makes you a happy person, would you say? What, what makes you happy? What makes Teresa happy?
1: So I have arrived at a point where I can say that that part of my story, part of what I coach and speak and write about is how I was at a low point in my life where I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And even though on the outside, my life looked perfect. So on the outside, it looks like well, of course, Teresa be happy. She has this, you know, very fulfilling job, a beautiful family. Um, her own home, big, uh, cars in the driveway, vacations a year, lots of beautiful material things. Of course, she's happy. Well, that wasn't actually the case, which was, to be honest, very uh, mystifying for me and and very confusing. And I I suffered in unhappiness and and bewilderment, bewilderment and confusion of. For a while, while I was asking some very important questions of my life, where for me, the turning point was really approaching 40 and thinking that, okay, you know, about half my life has been lived at this point. Now, am I happy living the life I am living? Yes. Can I imagine living the same life for the next 40 years if I'm at like the halfway point? Am, Am I living my life's true purpose and full potential here on earth? So in asking all of these questions, it allowed me to recognize that I, that I wasn't happy and that there was this feeling of there must be something missing, this feeling of like void within me that it was so confusing because society and culture and religion and family tell you that you need all of these things to be happy, right? You need all, like I, as I mentioned, a fulfilling job and the family the the house, home.
0: house with the picket fence, oh. white mm-hmm.
1: picket fence. Mm-hmm.
0: The image that right. happiness is supposed
2: to look like.
1: Exactly what it's supposed to look like. And so, how is it that I achieved all of those things and then feeling as if I'm not enough, feeling that I must try to be more and do more, and then maybe I'll feel like I filled this void that's on it. Maybe if I. If I go and get more certificates and more diplomas and more job experience and and help out doing this and that, and then maybe I'll feel more fulfilled. And in asking again all of these questions, and then through some of the principles and practices that I talk about, it I was able to recognize that happiness is not found outside of ourselves; it's found it's found within ourselves that it's not in our possessions in our positions our titles our degrees our relationships it's not in any of those things that we can continue to strive externally strive for all of these things and we might find happiness in them for a little bit but then that happiness wanes right that we might go on vacation and feel happy for that week and then come back and you're feeling good for maybe a week and then after your visa bill comes in and you're like, oh no, what did I do? And oh no, my life is still really bad here at home. So like, really, what did I <laughs> what did I get into doing that?
0: You so, I, I had a very detailed conversation about that observation, right? Like a lot of people will, they think that that happiness is like an external thing when it is like to, to your reference, like it's within, it starts from within. Do you feel like there's any permanency with happiness? Can one find, you know, or is yeah. it because you yeah. mentioned that, is it, is it just a moment? Are these emotions that we feel, whether it's sadness, happiness, anger, you know, these are just moments, right? Or can someone be permanently angry, an angry individual, a happy, per- like, is there permanency in these emotions that we face on a day to day?
1: So our natural state is peace mm. and love. Mm. and happiness and joy, like that is our natural state. That is who we are all the time. Yes. So if we can identify and tap into that aspect of ourselves, then we can let go of anger, of resentment, of yes. frustration, because that's not us. That's yes. not who we are. So things might trigger that reaction in us, that emotional response in us, but our actual true nature is happiness and joy and peace and all those beautiful feelings and love all those beautiful feelings so if it's really a matter of returning to our natural state mm. and finding the ways to, to be able to do that
0: now what are your thoughts on when and we're we're going to get to like how you and I met and stuff like that but I'm just I want to focus on this topic what do you do when you meet someone who is in a in a permanent state of the opposite of our true our true form and our true nature because i'm sure you could speak to this like i'll come across people right i'm very intuitive i read i'm able to read and taste a room and smell it i know who's positive i know who's not so happy with themselves there's some insecurities there angry whatever we come across all types right what do you do when you come across a person like that and you want them to sort of open their eyes all three to our natural state like how do you convince someone or show them the other side have you That's ever had- such
1: a, it's such a loaded question because there's actually some and i almost always have to write it down but there's so many ways to approach that mm-hmm. and my thinking about when I do approach when I do encounter someone like that yeah. so I'll be honest with you it's it's very far and few between now for me that I'm resonating on a, at a vibration right now where I am attracting people that are like me, hmm. that are at functioning on a high vibrational level. And most of the people that I encounter are in a, like in a good place. Yes. It's that really, you know, the whole like law of attraction and like attracts like it, it's actually really true that now that I have gotten to a better place, I encounter people that are a reflection of me. So our reality is just our external reality is just an external reflection of who we really are on the inside. So when I was broken on the inside, when I was at my low point where I wasn't, you know, I was asking these questions, I was not happy, feeling like I wasn't enough, feeling like there was a void, all of that that my relationships just reflected that they were also tum- tumultuous, mm-hmm. they were also not loving, honoring and respecting me, because I wasn't loving, honoring, respecting me. So people were disrespecting me dishonoring me, because I wasn't doing that to myself, for yeah. myself. Yeah. So as soon as I corrected that, then I noticed my external environment was a reflection, so that all of the relationships I had issues with, all of a sudden disappeared. So it's very, it's not often, I will encounter people that are not in, in, like a good vibrational state. However, if I am, then I'll approach it in either two ways. Number one is, is this about me? Mm. Is this for me? Am I supposed to learn something from this interaction with this individual? So is this coming into my reality, because I'm supposed to look at this and learn from this? So is this person reflecting something about me that's deep inside of me that needs to be healed, needs to come to the surface where I need to forgive it and let it go? So is that why this is coming up? So I, I will, I'll have to see if, like, how I'm feeling about it. You you, act, you actually know if it's you or not based on how you internalize the interaction. So if I feel triggered by it, if yeah. I'm feeling some kind of negative emotion brewing inside of me because of this interaction, then I know it's for me. Yeah. If I'm here, I am this high flying kite feeling really good. And then I come across this person who has, you know, everybody has their own story and so you know, they're in whatever, you know, mood they might be in because of what, you know, I don't know what's happened, right? Yeah. If I don't feel triggered, then I know that I may be able to be of service to the person that's that's with me. Um, I may also give them a blessing, because that's all I can do is that, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you're going through this. And I, and I, I, I bless you in, you know, whatever you might be going through. And then that's it. So answer your question, it was a kind of, you know, different angles to look at it that number one, I don't encounter very much of it anymore. And that's why I continue to work on myself, that the more I continue to heal on the inside, the more my life continues to blossom, and flow with ease on the outside, which is why it's so encouraging for me to continue to learn more about myself, and to uncover more of who I really am so that my life will continue to become you know more loving more happy more abundant more of all of these things that as we uncover who we really are and we tap into all aspects of ourselves so our our mind body and spirit all together because we're we're not just the human as when I started this interview I said I'm a spiritual being having a human experience and that my body is just a learning device. I go through life in my body learning things about my spirit, who I really am that eternal part of myself that is the energy, like my body is this shell, my energy, like who I really am, is not is not even Teresa, right? That's just the that's just part of my identity that I've adopted here, like my parents gave me that name, right? So, but it's not even really who I am. Me, I'm eternal. I've had who knows how many lifetimes, who knows what experiences I brought into this into this now moment.
2: Yes.
1: With you here. So I know it was maybe a very simple question, but a bit of a loaded answer.
0: I think I think the viewers and the listeners, they they know why probably you and I have connected because many of the things you are saying I've said on this show and we're very like-minded when it comes to the spiritual stuff. And and I don't believe that you have to be like-minded to to get along or to relate to somebody. I think I just find it so, you know, it's rare that you do come across when you hear words that you've said being said by somebody else. It's like you're it's kind of confirmation that you're also on the same wavelength, you know, or you're on the right path because that thing that you mentioned, when you're working on yourself, you're getting exposed to people on the external that can that are mirroring you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it starts with yourself. And I kind of want to go back to the beginning because when I asked, I, I didn't get to ask who you were like on the show. You already you already know the setup of the show. But you as a person, those titles that are given to us, how we operate under this this, this life that we live and these systemic things that we're mm-hmm. under. Um knowing oneself, like for you, how, how important do you feel like if you were to talk to like another woman or a young woman or another individual, like how important is knowing oneself in order to, before before getting to that, these stages that we're talking about, like how important is that, would you say?
1: Thank you so much for asking that question because it's, it's really part of my journey in the sense that that feeling that I that I wasn't happy and that I that something was missing and that I wasn't enough was stemming from the fact that I had lost myself Mm. in the living of my life, that Mm. in trying to fulfill all the external expectations for me set by society, culture, religion, and family that Teresa, you know, you need to be this, you need to be more like this, you need to be like prettier, and uh, more athletic and Um, and even smarter, and you need to do this. And you have to like adopt, which I like to say, like these cloaks that we put over ourselves, and they cover our eyes from us really seeing who we are. And what happened was there was a day that I went for coffee with a friend of mine. And I said to her, like, I don't even know who I am, I have lost myself in the living of my life. Like, how did I get to this point? And not know who my true authentic self was because I was so busy trying to be everything to everyone else that you are you're almost like running on empty in a sense because you're trying to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife, the perfect daughter, daughter-in-law, sister, employee, friend, friend etc. for everybody else, and not loving, honoring, or and respecting yourself right, that you're like, okay, sure, I can do that. Sure, I can commit to that. Sure, I can go there, even though you really don't want to, you don't feel well, or you're tired, okay, sure, I'll take that on. Yes, yes. And then you reach again, like a point where I didn't even know who I was. So when you say how important is it? It's, it's super important, because number one, we really should be living our life as our true authentic self, but we are conditioned to take on all of these identities. It is all this conditioning that as little kids and through living the course of our life, different people cloak us, right? And they cover our, they cover who we really are, who we really are, who we really are, and then we reach a point that we're like, like you can't see, right? Yeah, we're,
0: we're now, we're, we're someone else because of the expectations placed mm-hmm. on us. We're not living for ourselves. We're not mm-hmm. being our true authentic selves. We're, everything that has been expected of us, we're trying to live up to that. And those are all expectations from other human beings. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: we lose ourselves in that. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: titles really get to us, like why I started the platform and why the first question is, who are you? Or we focus on those five W's. It's like hearing a person say that who they are is their name, like their first response being their names, you know, or like what they do. As if like, that is all life has to offer you or that's how life is about all these external physical actions we take on a day-to-day basis, typing on the computer and going to a nine to five or, you know, like it's not who you are. It's not who you are. And to find that out, it's going to take a pretty long time. Mm
1: -hmm. It's that uncovering, right? And that's what I, that's what I, I, that's what I speak about when, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are wondering, what's my true purpose? What's my true purpose? There's like purpose coaches out there and people who, who think that they can help you to figure out what your true purpose is. <laughs> and they can't, they can't help you to figure out what that true purpose is. And I believe that our true purpose is to uncover who we really are to take off those cloaks one by one as you identify them. So as you identify the thoughts that aren't serving you, the identities that you've taken on the roles and responsibilities that you've taken on when you take them off, it's like, Oh, this is a little bit closer to who I really am. And then you take off another one because it's like, Oh, well, that's not serving me. Let me take that off because that's not who I really am. And then very slowly we can get to the point that we uncover, so taking off all of those things to discover who we really are, underneath all of that. And then we can also go through life, meeting all these learning opportunities where we can continue to learn more about ourselves and discover know why we came down here for this human experience, like what did I come down here to learn about myself. And I think that's all life is. Just it showing you who you are, who you are, who just you are,
0: right? Yeah, you just took the thought out of my mind because who you are will change with time. You're not going to be the same who that you are 10 years ago to to, to end today. Like it, the who, yes. it's a process. And you're going to, that's going to evolve, you know, who mm-hmm. you are. You're not always going to be the same who in that moment. So I think that's important to recognize as well, that you're going to forever evolve and change. And that who that you knew 10 years ago, you're not that who anymore. And that's okay. You know, it's time to- No, and it's
1: exciting, Eris. It's so exciting that every day I, can, I get to discover more about myself. Yeah. Like, like wow, I didn't know I had that in me. Yeah, Wow, I didn't know I was capable of that. Wow, that was really and I mean people mirror yourself too. So like when you encounter someone that you really admire and you really like, you're like, wow, that person sold this, that person sold that. Guess what? They're just mirroring you. <laughs> but you're it's liking like that you. person, like you. you're liking yeah, yourself.
0: It's, you're, it's like you're looking yeah. at you. Like, yeah, like yes. you find joy in that because it's like, wow, I'm doing something great because this is what's being attracted to me. It's 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 a yeah. Energy pull, right? And it's like I'm doing something right, you know, if, if this is the energy that I'm being surrounded by. But there's also no right or wrong, like we have to learn as we go, right? And no,
1: no right and wrong. Let's let's let go of judgment. Yeah, because judgment is what actually keeps keeps us down, right? That there is no right and wrong. If we gave up judgment and we gave up having an opinion about about anything, right? Okay, about like maybe to do with your own self. But how about if you don't have an opinion about what other people are doing, or what they look like, or what they believe in, or how they're acting? How about you just let all of that go? So when I was when I was, again, in my low point, people were I felt like people were judging me all the time, right, measuring me up against a standard, that it wasn't my own standard; it's an external standard. So I was being measured against and judged against all these things. Truth is not measuring up; she's not measuring up, and me searching for external validation and external love and external acceptance—all of this right through the through the judgment. Yes. I reached a point that I had had enough. I'm like, I am tired of people judging me. Mm. So when when you're triggered, as I said early on, that is an opportunity for you to to say, Okay, am I judging?" And I was because we are conditioned to that's part of what we do judging, having an opinion, often very negative, always very negative, negative. And so I said, I'm going to work on this, I am going to try to remove judgment from my life. And it's, I would say I am much better at it where, like, I don't care that it's like you want to do that. Are you happy doing it? Is yeah. it serving you? Then good. Like I don't, I don't have an opinion. Like it's so liberating, Eris, to actually not care <laughs> and to just wish light and love to everybody and just say, I just wish you well. I wish you well. I wish like it's all. I wish you well. That there is, you know, no polarity. There is no right and wrong. There's no yes and no. There's no like you know like ju- There's just no judgment associated with with the way you make your way like through life and i really encourage people to try to let go of that and and how liberating they're going to feel with that with that
2: that. Yes, yes, yes
0: in the next clip teresa and i take a walk down memory lane and detail the day that her and i met it isn't until now that we realize that day wasn't just two strangers just having a random conversation but that conversation was truly meant to be take it all in
1: it was so cool. I was I was actually, you know, a bit like choked up because it was just an example of how the universe-
0: continues. I was on my way out. I was on, I was leaving. And then our energies, like we were on set uh, of this commercial the entire day and we never really interacted, but it wasn't until I'm out, I'm leaving and we just-
1: yeah, Me too, me too, I was leaving
2: too.
0: Is flash, isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah, and then we exchange a couple words, and it was like, "Oh wow, you're part of my soul tribe!" Like it's just so cool. And mm-hmm. then I, you know, that we're in this environment where you know we're doing our thing, or acting, and yes and, yes,
2: yes.
1: and then to bump into someone and immediately like exchange a couple words that you you're like, "Oh wow, this person is like me," and it's in like some of the most unlikely places that right. you can. Find that and it just for me just reaffirms you know how the universe works and that it brings like like-minded people together and right away you and I were like okay we need to somehow you know work together because you know you have some great ideas and I have some great ideas and so yeah. that's basically how we started um this relationship
0: and then and then you, you start to realize like, oh, God put me here today for a reason. Like, it's not just those external things like, oh, yeah, there's a job here. We're going to get paid for this job. We're here for our tap with our talents. And yeah, that's that's one purpose. That's one per. But then something like that happens, like our interaction. And it's like, oh, that's why I'm really here. This is really why I'm here. I'm I'm over here, this stuff over here is just a thing I'm doing. Yes, I'm called upon to do, but I'm here to meet this individual to connect and develop some sort of connection that lasts for two years. And we haven't seen each other physically since, but we've kept yeah. in contact, uh, conversation wise. So I think it's just cool, you know. I want to give I want to say cheers to the universe for allowing yeah. something like that because you have to cherish things like that because those things yeah. don't happen often. No,
2: we're talking,
0: no. and we're like, "Wow, very similar minds, similar."
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: you can't yeah. take the, you know little the little things. So, and yeah. I like to
1: call them on God'sidences, not coincidences, because coincidences like, "Oh, wow, look at this random thing that's happened." No, I like to call them as God'sidences in that it was isn't a random thing that we were there for another purpose, which was that. From um, as the editor of two different magazines, I, you know, said, Oh, wow, you know, I really like what you're doing, and maybe you could write an editorial for us. And so you're like, Yeah, I would really love to do that. And then so there was, you know, some deeper meaning for, for you. And now I'm doing this, you know,
2: yeah.
1: a yeah, while later. So
0: yeah, we were supposed to even do uh, this interview last week. And instead of doing the interview, we ended up on the phone for a few hours just talking about. So it was like a repeat of our conversation, or an extended conversation to, from a couple of years ago when we met in person. Um, and you, you giving me the opportunity to write uh, an editorial for the for Preferred Magazine was really an honor. Um, And I promoted it on our website, whohowclub.com. If you go into the blog section, we posted the article that was featured in the magazine, and it's still there. So for those viewers and listeners watching this and listening to this, they could go and read. Um, The title of it was Grow Before You Go. And I always wanted to have a verbal with you about that title and what you thought about that, because you and I were kind of going back and forth on titles and what I wanted to focus on. Um, but you liked that one. So I wanted to know just right now that I have you, like, what were your thoughts on just that title and that, that that, that phrase grow before you go?
1: Yeah, because it's about working on yourself first, right? That you are, your external relationships are only going to reflect who you are on the inside. So if you are broken and you're not loving yourself and you are seeking for things outside yourself to fill you to love you to allow you to feel validated to allow you to feel like you're like you're worthy like you to give you because i was there too looking outside myself for all of those things but what i realized is that in all what i was seeking was self-love that at the base of everything of what was missing was that i wasn't loving myself and because i wasn't completely loving myself i didn't see and I couldn't find love outside of myself. I couldn't see it in the sense that I didn't believe that other people loved me. I didn't believe my parents loved me, my siblings, my husband. I didn't believe any of these people loved me, even though they did. But because I didn't love myself, I didn't see or feel their love. It's, and we then
0: we're not worthy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay of mm-hmm. other people's love or wherever the whatever section the love is coming from, whether it's mm-hmm. from a person mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Their love is defined in many ways, but sometimes we feel like we're not worthy of whatever love is being offered to us because like you said, we don't love ourselves. We're not mm-hmm. even ready to accept it because yeah. we haven't accepted ourselves.
1: Yes, that's right. And so your your relationships will continue to be Broken and not serving you, like not honoring, respecting, and, and loving you because you're not doing that for yourself. So, once you recognize that and you start to treat yourself the way you want others to treat you, then your external relation, then you're ready. So, your title was so great because you will continue to go in and out of relationships that are not working because all they're doing is attracting number one, attracting people who are like you. So that was something that you mentioned is that you will continue to attract the same type of girls that is a mere reflection of who you are. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, well, you know, why can't I find anybody nice? Well, let's just work on ourselves first and get ourselves let's Mm -hmm. Mm grow, get ourselves to Mm -hmm. a good place then we'll be able to then give of ourselves to others, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing is that I hate that expression, you know, you complete me from the Jerry Maguire movie, right? It was, oh, that famous line that at the time I was like, it's so beautiful, you complete me. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, let's, you need to be complete and whole first, Mm -hmm. then you can give of yourself you have to give yourself the love first, and then it overflows so that it extends on to others, and you can yeah. share that love with others. Yeah. So the growing part. So if you're noticing that your relationships are not working out, it's not about the other person; it's really more about you. And it's like, what needs to heal within yourself? What do you need to work on so yeah. that you will then start to to attract people who are like you, yeah. and your And your external relationship will be more loving because you're loving to yourself more patient, more affectionate, more listening, whatever it is that you're looking for, in an external partner to give you, you have to embody those things first, Mm -hmm. which is why that quote by Gandhi is one of my most favorite quotes, because it says, be the change that you wish to see in the world. It says, be the change. So you must be the change first, and then your external environment is going to, you'll see that happen. So instead of saying, I can't find anyone who's affectionate, I can't find anyone who's a good listener, who's who isn't helpful, who isn't like all the things you're you're desiring, you have to be the change first, you have to be the good listener, you have to be the helpful one, you have to be the affectionate one, you, you. And then then you're going to start to see it. But people don't want to do that, Eris. They want it's easier for them to point fingers at others instead and say, well, you know, if he was more like this, then I would feel more like that. Well, it doesn't work like that. I'll be honest with you, it doesn't work like that. It starts with you. And if you really are seeking those things in your life from your partner, you need to embody that. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I also wasn't happy with my partner saying some of these same things. And then when I became more affectionate, all of a sudden, he was super affectionate. When I was a better listener, all of a sudden he was listening. When I was so helpful and offering of myself, all of a sudden he was coming around offering. And you know, some people don't want to be the first one, they say, why should I be the sucker to be the first one? Well, it works like that. right? You're like, yeah, Put your ego aside, right? Because that's just your ego. I gotta be right. I had, gotta be right. i can't be the I first had
0: to, one. I had to call someone's ego out today. To be honest with you, like <laughs> it, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that offline. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, and I think I think I went with that title and the the, the basis of that editorial was because I was just learning these things at the time of coming up with that editorial. I was just realizing that I do need to grow before I go because I was going through these same things that we're speaking about where I might've been pointing the finger. I might've been waiting for others. I might've been, I might've had some expectations on people that, you know, like I wasn't able, they weren't able to meet. I also wasn't able to meet theirs because I wasn't in the right headspace or, I thought I had to be in the heads in the right headspace for them on what they they wanted me to be. And I'm just, this is not right. How all of this is going is not right. So growth. Growth just stuck out in my mind and in my heart. It's like, I need some time to myself. Mm
2: -hmm. I need
0: some space and some time to to not only heal, but to grow, to blossom into this Mm -hmm. being that I'd like to become, you know, and I'm still not there yet, but. I know that i'm on that path and that Mm -hmm. article was sort of like the the catalyst like the that was the starting point Mm -hmm. you know now we're here but it's it's difficult it's very difficult to try to to just be better and
1: to go and to go inward it is so hard Eris. it is so hard to do the work that's why covid has has taken away a lot of the ways that people shove the things they need to work on in the closet under the carpet by consuming themselves with events and parties and networking and mm. restaurants and um, get-togethers.
0: For me, it's it's and it's women for me. I'm always. I think there was a an overindulgence. Like I always thought that having multiple was the satisfaction. Like I, I, I'll, I'm complete with that, and it's like I think I. Need, uh, right now, I prefer peace and quiet. Like being alone feels weird, because it took me a while to get here to be alone by myself, you know, like, just do my own thing. But I'm, I'm realizing the importance of it and how wrong the other way
2: was.
1: I didn't need that. Mm-hmm. I Losing, yourself like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Per- Losing yourself in, the, in, like, in some cases, people lose themselves in like alcohol and prescription drugs and recreational drugs and they just masking, masking, masking instead of actually going in and doing the work because it hurts, it hurts to put your your ego aside. And maybe look at the ways that you have to be vulnerable with yourself too, and to look at what needs healing, what needs heal. But when we do the work, then we we can say that we're in a better place that it gets The healing happens on a spiritual or energetic level that once it's released, it's gone. And it will not continue to show up in your reality because the universe is like, hi, here's a learning opportunity, get the lesson, and then it's gone. I'm not going to continue to throw, give you a different present with the same lesson on the inside, because that's all it is every time you are you are given like a new girlfriend or whatever it's just a new new gift with a beautiful new package and then on the inside it's the same lesson for you i don't know what your lesson is it's different for everybody and the lessons on the inside and until you but if you go deep you'll understand what this beautiful package is supposed to be teaching you what are you supposed to get out of this gift once you learn the lesson then the universe doesn't continue to present you with the same gift like it's gone yes and then you can move on to like and onto the next one
0: as you can tell or hear the conversations between teresa and i get pretty deep it's her frame of mind her heart and her openness that allows me to open up to her as well i could tell that this is probably going to be a friendship that lasts for a long time just based on our conversations now they say in the workplace you should never talk about politics or religion. But I couldn't help myself from asking Teresa what role God and the universe has played in her life. This was her response.
1: So I was brought up Catholic and, and always had a relationship with God. But my with organized religion, it's a little bit different than spirituality. And that's where i'm at i've distanced myself from organized religion because i have seen the the bias and the man-made parts of religion that is not is not god mm. is not you know and like you said whatever you want to call it, it's not the divine it's not spirit it's not source energy it's none of these things god is purely love that's unconditional Love and only love. Yes. And and religion is. I have found in my experience it has. You know, there's a lot of shame and a lot of guilt yes. and a lot of sin. Talk about sinning. All these things that are. I think they're just a way of you know controlling people, very similar to like what the government does and whatnot. So I I have distanced myself. Um, from organized religion. And I would say that I have a much closer relationship with the divine and my own spirit through the principles and practices that I write about and coach about and speak about that I feel like I'm in spirit all or inspired, right? Inspired means to be in spirit all day long. I'm connected to that energy all day long, in a way that it's not. Oh, you just go there on Sunday. <laughs> you dedicate <laughs> your yeah. hour to go to yeah. church, and then schedule. the rest of the
2: week,
0: schedule. We schedule in, God. Right? We gotta schedule God or our Creator into our, uh,
1: our, uh-huh. our. week which is exactly exactly which is when when you actually embody Spirit when you're in touch with that. So it's I think. it was,
2: all day every day. It's yeah because it's who you are. are. Yeah, it's like, who you
0: are we, right? we are that we're a splitting image of that we were created we have we have powers in us that ref, like we were given life the ability to breathe is a power
2: yeah. <laughs> to
0: walk and talk to have, you and i sharing a conversation with our voices that's a power that's a superpower that's yeah. a gift you know what i mean so i'm with you on that there's no specific day or building you know, I, I was talking to my mom this week and I said, Ma, I, I used to try to like, I used to be able to meditate in a, in a way where I could sit down and just sit in silence and close my eyes and focus. And then my meditation came, uh, transformed into lying down and falling asleep, but not sleeping to sleep. But like, that's where I would go to get connected. I would take a little rest and not but be in my zone right and now I told her that my meditation has transitioned into speaking out loud and walking around not even being still I walk around and I speak I'm speaking to God or whoever in my head in my heart all day every day how I meditate is it's I can't sit in silence I gotta speak I gotta hear you know so it's 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 very it's with you all the time
1: all the time. Because it's who you are, right? And that's when I awoke, when I awoke to that, that I wasn't just a human body making its way through the world, that I was, that I was spirit first. And that, and I wasn't completely connected to that until I started. And it all started for me with with meditation, that was the huge, you know, opening or portal to all of these other Um, methodologies and practices that, that just unfolded naturally, that the universe just says, okay, now try this, try that, try this, try that. And now it's like eight years later that I, you know, I've worked on myself and and used a whole bunch of different modalities and practitioners that have helped me to get to a much better place. And now what's important is that you continue to practice that, that it's not like you get to a good place, and then you just stay there. No, so yesterday, for example, I did not have, I was not having a good day. I had um, pain you in my neck having
0: day. a good day? I don't know what that looks like, man.
1: Pain in my shoulder. <laughs> You're funny. Pain in my shoulder, pain in my head. And I was right away I'm like, oh, I'm so in my head today. I'm <laughs> so in my head. So I had I'd lost connection with my spirit. Yeah. So I, as soon as I got home, so this is what's important is to recognize what are those practices? What are those blissful activities yeah. Yeah. that realign you and, and re ground you when you are off balance, when yeah. you're not in alignment with yourself. Yeah. And that's what happened. I wasn't in alignment, which is why I had this physical pain. Yes. So Right away, as soon as I got home, I like I walked, like I went out. I was in nature. Na- being in nature is one, like being with Mother Nature is one of like is one of the best ways to go ahead and connect with your with your inner spirit. Right away, it was like you know, big deep breaths and just taking taking that all in and just walking. And then right away, I was like, okay, I need to listen to those books, right? That audio book or paper book or whatever it is, to just you know, remind myself of who I really am, what is what's important, what's important, right. And then so I was doing that. And then ultimately, it was like, I need to meditate tonight. So today, I feel much better, I feel more myself today. But right away, yesterday, I knew I was not in alignment. Thing. So our body is very smart, like that, if we tap into what our body is telling us about ourselves, we would be able, like I, I believe, our body has the ability to heal itself. If it creates an ailment, it can do away with the ailment as well. And its disease is just disease in the body, right? That's the disease. dis. disease. So we need to get rid of the disease. Ease and flow and love and light and peace and joy. That's our natural state. As soon as we are out of alignment. Then we have disease, and then if we don't address it, then it turns into disease and and other things that that are, are worse.
0: I don't know how she does it, but she's able to get me to open up. In this next clip, I pretty much relate to everything that she was saying in the previous clip, and I share how I was feeling the day before. Yesterday, I had that disease, whatever the disease is. I had this disease yesterday, and I, I, again, relating to you yesterday, I was uneasy. I wasn't, I wasn't myself. And then today I made the conscious decision that today I'm going to be myself (laughs) and I'm going to like, I'm going to not feel like I felt yesterday for Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to, my goal is to not feel like that ever again, but there was so much going on yesterday and, you know, I'm working from home and stuff like that. And just, just overload and overbearing stuff. And I'm like, why am I even carrying this? So Mm -hmm. I I went to see family for a second, you know, and it reminded me like, life is okay. Everything is fine. And I do have the support systems I need. Sometimes we have to use it. Sometimes we, we deal with things on our own so much and we think we're super, we are, we are super, but a little support or a little reminder is okay too. So I got out of the house and I went, and today I woke up. I'm like, oh my God! I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna make the decision. Like I want to be me today, and mm-hmm. I'm so happy and joyous today because you make a decision. You know, I, I just, I just blessed my place and I spoke to the above, and I just said I'm, gra- I'm grateful for these things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was like a three stepper. Like, I'm, I even started. I prefaced my conversation with the above saying. I'm going to start the convers- I'm going to start my prayer today with you by telling you what I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. The second thing I'm going to do is I let you know what I'm asking for. I'm asking for some things that I would like implemented right now. <laughs> These <are> the, <laughs> things. the third thing are the things I would like to remove and rebuke. So it was like a three stepper. And then I went back. The fourth was like being thankful again. Mm-hmm. You know, so just moving around and cleaning up and just like just making that lightness that that feeling of of being feeling light come back to because sometimes we feel heavy especially people like us who are very intuitive with we're emotional we're very emotional and that's okay well we're feelers first yeah. and everything will uh, like yeah. make you know yeah
1: you we're know, empaths right we're empaths like that and so we're i'm very sensitive to energy like even I have said in a job interview, I said, "If unless I'm going into an environment where people like their job, and they like what they're doing, and they're positive, yeah. I like I don't want to work here unless that's the type of culture you have, like, yeah. I'll be honest, yeah. I don't, I'm not interested in that. And that's why some of my work is I, I do work in isolation, because I've noticed that people some work environments are very cliquey and very negative and very gossipy and I'm not any of those things. And so I've removed myself from those types of environments, or I've been straightforward saying, like, don't hire me unless that's the type of culture you have, because I'm not interested. Yeah, I want to be around people who love what they do like that. So because I love what I do. So I have to be with people who also love it, then, then it's beautiful.
0: Mm. My second question before I asked about, you know, uh, what role the above plays in your life or has played in your life, um, you know, I was sharing things that I've had to sort of change and adjust about myself, the transitions, you know, what was sort of like the catalyst of my growth and what has propelled me to, to just getting me here today, sitting with you and having this type of conversation. For you, what is something that you had to... Like the the first thing that comes to your mind, like what was the most recent thing that you had to change about yourself in order to transition into the the evolution of you, the version of you that you are today? Like what's something that you've had to leave behind, get rid of and change about yourself?
1: So limiting beliefs and negative self-talk is something that I work on all the time. That when we understand how the brain works, that... 60, it has 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. And 95% of those thoughts are the same as yesterday's. Mm -hmm. So your brain just continues to recycle Mm -hmm. lots and lots and lots of thoughts from the past. And if those thoughts from the past are negative thoughts about yourself that you've accumulated and taken on over the course of your life, then that what that's what continued to get like regurgitated in your head every day. And so what I had to do was awaken to the negative self talk that I was saying to myself that instead of me being my greatest cheerleader it was my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And just terrible things that I would, you know, every time I look in the mirror, oh, Teresa, you're not you're you need to go on that diet, or Teresa, you need to do the exercise or Teresa, you're like not look. your skin's not good today. Oh, you're not pretty today. Or oh, you're not, you're not giving enough today, you need to be on and on and on. And these are things that I adopted over the course of my life that other people told, me. they're not true, that I'm whole and perfect, just as I am, I'm not any of these negative things. And so because your brain likes to recycle them then that's what it continues to give you every day however when you understand how you have that 5% window to be to play with and to rewrite your story to rewire your brain your brain will believe anything you you tell it, it that's just what it is it doesn't know the difference if it's yes or no true or false it doesn't know this false that it's been feeding me my whole life it doesn't know it was false I was allowing that to ingrain itself right in the neural pathways of my brain. And those neural pathways are like very deep set troughs in my brain where it's the negative talk, right? So now as soon as I have one of those thoughts come to me, I'm stopped. And I rewrite or rewire by changing language. So it's like, no, Teresa, you are you're beautiful just the way you are. No, Teresa, you don't need to go on that diet. No, Teresa, you're fine. You're healthy. You are healthy. You are abundant. Like you don't need to change anything. You're you don't need to be more so other people will like you or whatever the motivation was behind all of it before. That I can change the thought, and then what happens is the more that you repeat it, you repeat it, repeat it, that's what actually creates the new neural pathways. And those pathways become deeper and more pronounced. And then the old ones eventually fall away. And you don't think about those ones anymore. So awakening to who I really am, and and the language that's not serving me. So positive affirmations is a really big tool that I continue to use all the time. Because like I said, you don't just get to a good place. And then you stay there. Things get said things happen. And then you find yourself back in the dumps again. Yes. Well, it's not about that's fine. You're in the dumps. But it doesn't mean you have to unpack your bags and stay there. Right? You can say, Oh, yeah, I recognize this. But these are the tools that I know work for me to get me out of it to realign myself and get me back to a good place. So yeah. that's what I would say was is one of the things that I awoke to is definitely like the limiting beliefs, the me playing it small. I'm done playing small, Eris. I'm done. I'm done holding like the joys and the achievements to myself for fear of not sharing them because, oh, you know, people are going to, again, people are going to judge me. People are going to think, who is she to say that? you know why does she have everything going right dare, and i not? how dare that... you believe in yourself yeah. how, dare, how dare you <laughs> how dare you how dare you think oh, you're, you're amazing
0: pardon pardon how
2: dare you think you're amazing yeah like
0: who are you to think that about yourself i don't think that about me you shouldn't either like how dare you i'm offended i'm offended that you love yourself <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's true, right? When you look at it like that, it's true. But yes. I didn't want to share my successes with people because then it's like, again, you're hearing all the negative feedback. And so it's like, well, I'm just going to keep it to myself. But really, if we changed our culture into a, in, and we changed it to one that is about positivity and encouragement and abundance, Eric. Yes. So we have a very lack mentality that what happens is people think more for you means less for them. Mm. So if you're very successful, it means- oh, there oh.
0: It would be their, yeah. so your success would mean yeah. their prize, if that's, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Which is not, it's like, if we all shared all the good things that are always happening for us, then people would understand there's an unlimited abundance for everybody. Yes. That is like, wow, that's why I love stories of success. Cause I'm like, then I can understand what's achievable yeah. That it's like, wow, I didn't even know that that could happen. Like, wow, I could aspire to do this. I could achieve this. This is this is actually attainable. Like, we limit to be honest, we limit our potential. Like when you said we have superpowers, we limit our potential by our narrow way of seeing
2: ourselves. The
1: world. Yeah. yeah, ourselves and the world. And yeah. that we're if we just opened ourselves up and actually didn't put any conditions on things, the universe would unfold in a way that surpasses your expectations. Yes. all the times, so you might say, you know, all I want is this green water bottle, that's all I want is this, it's going to give you like 10 rainbow colored ones. Yes, because there's so much out there for us, us to tap into. But, but we actually limit ourselves. So I would love for culture to be changed so that we celebrate each other and we encourage and empower and and lift others because in the lifting of others we lift ourselves in the loving of others we love ourselves when we do good to others we are doing good to ourselves like i wish people would understand that
0: Mm. i love that Well, 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 well,
1: well, 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 well.
0: well, 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 well now that you've gotten to know Teresa just a little bit more Let's get into one of the real reasons why she's joining us today on this episode. Among the many titles under her belt, author is just one of them. The Decision to Heal Pathways from Suffering to Love is just one of the books that she's released. In a collaborative effort with other authors, this book was recently released and available everywhere wherever books are sold. But listen to her as she speaks about the book and her chapter and different pathways that one can take in order to heal.
1: The book has been written by six coaches, who came together to share their experiences of working through different issues. So one of the reasons I really love the book is that there are so many issues that are touched upon in the book that can relate to a lot of people's different stories. So we have stories um, about PTSD, depression, anxiety, suicide, personal insecurities, autism, bullying, like there's uh, self harm, there's really like the full uh, eating disorders, there's really the full gamut of experiences that each of the coaches themselves share. Now the other thing, because we're all coaches, the interesting thing about it is how we all made the decision to heal. Like that is the key thing that, you know, you once you reach that low point, it's like there is only like up from there. But it takes like that decision to say, I've had enough, like, I really want to change my life. And, and how do I do that? How can I reach out? And the other thing that another part of the vision is that we want people to know that they're not alone, that all of us suffered alone. And a lot of people suffer alone in what they're going through. And they think that they're the only one that's feeling like this, or they don't share it for feel of like, same thing for me, I suffered in silence for fear of of shame, of Judge. guilt, of rejection, judgment, all of those things, like not being accepted, not being loved, all like, really, the base of it is not being loved and accepted like that. Even Tony Robbins says that that at the base of everything, our fear is that we won't be loved. Mm. Because we are either it is either fear or love. That's the only two react like emotions there are and then out of love is all the beautiful things that spread out from that like joy and peace and harmony yep. and all those things the same thing from fear, and it's anger, frustration, resentment, like all the negative feelings from that, but there is only the two. Right. So at the base of everything, there is that fear of not being loved. And mm-hmm. so we suffer in silence. silence which is why and all of us did until we made that decision to help ourselves. And each of us did that in a different way. Um, Two of us are in Canada, the other four are from the US. And we share also the strategies that helped us to get to a to a better place. And that helped to keep us in a better place, right that the universe just continues to throw different learning opportunities for us to uncover again, who we are, Um, my chapter is entitled the steps, the steps to happiness. So that's, you know, part of me and my brand, the steps to happiness brand. And I talk about some of the principles and practices that I use daily to help me then i have another co-authored book that will come out at the end of march and then my own book that really encompasses all of the the principles and practices that i've implemented over the course of you know my healing to to get me to where i am today Mm. Um, so the some of the hope for the book is like i said for people to know that they're not alone that it takes making that decision to to reach out for help. And we, you know, really encourage and we hope that people will do that. Um, Through the strategies, we have a a workbook at the back too, that has a whole bunch of different strategies, like journaling opportunities, um, positive affirmations, other books that we found that will really help for our own personal journey that's been shared in here. So it's really this, like, I would it's a wonderful resource in that I can't imagine anyone not reading and saying, yeah, that resonates with me, that there isn't at like some point in your life that you didn't have like a personal insecurity or you didn't have a challenge that you also had to face that. And in knowing that others have felt the same thing that you have felt, it's like when I was uh, a young mother and I would bring my children to like a play group. And it was like all the mothers were like oh you know have you felt this oh are you going through this oh yeah and it's like this little sharing of stories to be like oh, okay yes yes my you know this is normal this is okay i'm not alone there's this like feeling of like commonality that actually like makes makes you feel better yes. and so that is basically the vision of the book it it actually hit bestseller on amazon the, di- the first day it came out so it's available there it's available all major book retailers in the in canada and the u.s so like in and chapters here for example Or and noble the u.s
0: congratulations on that i just wanted to show the viewers that i have my copy as well I think I purchased it the day after it was released, so I'm excited to read your chapter in particular because I want to support somebody that I know, right? That's really cool, but I already, I know that a lot of the stuff you and I probably speak about in person or over the phone are in those books, but it'll be nice to see those principles and those structures, Mm -hmm. uh, just to see your words on paper or on screen in this, in this Thank case. Thank you. Thank you and congratulations. Um, let the people know where they could get the book, all the areas that they can access it. You said Amazon Books. And-
1: yeah, Amazon, Indigo, uh, chapters like here in Canada, and There's Barnes, you know, really any major book retailer, the publisher just sends it out to, to everybody.
0: Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that is The Decision to Heal, Pathways from Suffering to Love. And you could get that book anywhere uh, books are sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially online, it's good to just have it in the palm of your hands and you could read Teresa's chapter, but also the chapters that come before it. I read some of it, but I didn't wanna give anything away. I wanna just, I wanted to speak with you about it first Mm -hmm. and then indulge in it after. Um, We have about 20 minutes left. Um, Also tell the people where they could get a hold of you. We'll do this at the end anyway, but uh, if they read the book, I wanna give you some, you know, some feedback on the book or just say thank you. Where can they get a hold of Teresa?
1: Thank you. So I'm on Instagram and my Instagram handle is Teresa Greco underscore steps to happiness. I'm also on Facebook. So the, if you can follow my personal page just at Teresa Greco or the my happiness page at the steps to true happiness with Teresa Greco. And I have a website as well, which is just Teresa Greco dot C A and you can also email me at teresa greco at hotmail.com.
0: yes check out preferred magazine where you can find my article grow before you go Uh, it's also Mm -hmm. on the website whohowclub.com in the blog section where we have reviews Reviews, uh, editorials uh, music reviews all that jazz welcome to the part of the show where every guest gets to ask the club club meaning me and all of you the listeners and supporters questions of their own. Once again, Teresa gets me to open up on some deep stuff.
1: I would love to ask you what your self-care practices are, right? That it's important for us to fill our own bucket so that we can be more for others, that we can't serve others completely Mm -hmm. unless we've given ourselves the oxygen mask first, and then we can go ahead and be our best selves for others that if we're broken, or just running on empty, which I can appreciate that uh, again, as a mother of two kids and working and running my home and going to school and just like probably I was on fumes. There's not a wonder maybe that that I was I felt a void, but the void wasn't that i was recognizing that i was maybe even overextending myself right that in trying to be more be more be more to fill the void i was never going to fill that right so i would be interested in knowing and i talk about finding your bliss and knowing what that is and and i've had people say to me well how do i know what that what that is i don't even know because i'm so busy doing the rat race of life that you know i I I don't just work the like nine to five, I work the 80 hours a week, and I just come home and just sleep and then go and do the same thing all over again, right, that I don't even know what that bliss is. So it's important for us to know to take time to discover it. And then another thing that I say too, is that if you can find if you know what your bliss is, and you can make it part of your of your job, that it's part of your career, it's part of what you do, then you'll never feel like, you know, you're working a day in your life, which is how I feel as an educator that I really love, love, love what I do that I've been teaching over 20 years. And I never feel like it's worked to me because I just, I am so honored to be able to do what I do and to be able to have an opportunity to make a positive difference in the lives of kids that I work with every day. It's a responsibility to carry sick Seriously, and and one that just comes natural and it's like an extension of myself, and it's like beautiful, right? So if you can, and I and I share that with kids too, saying try to think about what when you do it gives you this feeling inside of you, this bliss, this feeling of joy and happiness that is indescribable. Like when you are immersed in like, a, you know, painting or writing or exercising, or you know, whatever it is that you're so in spirit, in that moment, that that joy, that bliss is something you feel like all over you're just like vibrating all over because it just feels so good. So the more often we do that, then we are always feeding that good positive energy with within us, and then we can extend that to others. So I would love to know what your positive self-care activities are for you. What's your blissful activities?
0: Uh, On this show, Teresa, I'm very transparent with everybody, you know, and I try not to, I've been very vulnerable on the show and honest as well. So I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I'm just going to take another moment to be honest and say, uh, I don't, I don't think I have one as of yet. I'm still looking for it. Like I have, it used to be, I used to get lost in like writing. I used to get lost in my music. I used to get lost in many things that would, that would give me that blissful feeling. But because I lost myself and it's coming on a year now where I've been by myself for the most part, which is uh, different in comparison to what my entire life has been. Um, I'm, f- I'm trying to find myself again and f- trying to find that bliss that bliss that you're referring to, the podcast has played an integral role because it's like therapy for me. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm speaking to other people and putting out some positive energy and sharing stories that I pray people learn from, the good and the bad. You know, the show isn't just oh, it's it's not perfect. It's it's honesty. It's just sharing pieces of myself. I the, the I w- I could say that this show is the closest thing to that, but there are some things that I'm I'm still working on personally, right and. I'm I'm very creative, but I'm I'm finding I'm searching for my creative space once again, because I know that it's it can't be the same as it was before. Like the other night, I danced. Uh, I love. I'm really I- I'm really good at dancing. I can dance, <laughs> and I used to dance all the time. And the other night, I danced for the first time after not dancing for so long, just in my apartment, just to see hey, I still have it, you know, and. And I, and I do, and I cried, I cried, because I was, I felt myself getting connected, back connected to the higher, like oh my God my powers are still here, like I can still, and then it caused me to talk to my cousin and, and start planning these, these dance videos that we're about to start recording and doing. Like it just, it spiraled into that, you know, this one moment of seeing if I still have it, and it's like, I do, and I cried. And it, it was a blissful feeling, you know? It was like, wow. Yeah. And then it led me into planning some stuff around it. So my art, my creative space that I get into, mm-hmm. uh, once I allow myself to, I'm, that's, that is the bliss for me. And it helps me in so many ways, but I've put it to the wayside because mm-hmm. I've been distracted for years. I've been distracted with external things, external bodies. Um, filling voids, not dealing with my emotions and my traumas. So my art, it's like, I know it's there when I need it, but I haven't watered it, but now I'm ready to, you know? So hopefully the bliss will come out of that as I'm transitioning within the next little bit, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: starting from today, you know, like today, making that conscious decision that I wanna be me, I wanna be myself. Art is synonymous with me and who I am. So I need to create, that's how I live and survive. So I don't know if that answered you, but-
2: <laughs>
1: Yes, no, and it's important that you know that, right? So you know that, you just are saying that I need to make more time to be able to immerse myself and to have the time then to tap in and, and let that kind of flow out of you because you know that it exists inside of you. So that's really nice. Um, how, what are some of your self care practices? So you know you've mentioned meditation. What else will help you to like? Just like you also did not have a good day yesterday. So you said that you meditated to you know get you to a better place. You also you prayed. That was also something that you did. Um, you practice gratitude because gratitude is directly correlated with happiness. So you also practice We should be doing that all day long. Practicing gratitude. Um, So you did that. So that's not a wonder. Also, why you feel better today? Anything else that you do?
0: Uh, Other than, you know, working out, jogging, Mm -hmm. I do, I journal, you know, I do little journal entries and I write rules down that I want to live by, you know, and, uh, you know, one day I want to write a book of rules kind of thing you know, based on what I've experienced and how I look at life. So I jot these ideas down, but I have like a black book that has, has, you know, like my affirmations, you know, mm-hmm. I read my affirmations daily. Yeah. The, you uh, met, you
1: mentioned right. that yeah. you yeah. have them in a couple places you said, right.
0: It's in the house. Yeah. It just says, yeah. Well.
1: Tell me where, and tell me why you've done that because not everybody, um, maybe like, and maybe give an example of like what, is something you're affirming for yourself? Because I also spoke about how affirmations are important. Yes. But it's it, it's interesting that you're affirming. Like for me, it's more like in my head. But it's interesting that you have you know put them on on sticky notes. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that strategy and why that's helpful for you.
0: I have uh, I have some whiteboards as well. Like I have one whiteboard on the fridge and then one uh, a big big whiteboard on the wall in front of me. Which is like I look at them as hieroglyphics. Some of the drawings that I've placed on there, which represent—they're connected to the affirmations as well. You know, these are words and terms that I continue to feed myself. But uh, a few days back, I I erased the boards because I'm ready to put new words on the boards and new drawings and stuff like that. This transition transitional stage that I'm in, I know that something is on its way, and I need to prepare. So mm-hmm. I'm preparing myself and making way for new. So I I did erase what I had on the fridge board a few days back and same with the big board. And it took a while because those drawings and those hieroglyphics and those whatever have been there for a while, but it's like, it's time to change, it's new, make make room for new. But mm-hmm. some of my affirmations are, you know, I, I go with the I am, you know, I am mm-hmm. healthy, I am healthy. I am mm-hmm. healthy. I am strong, I am the definition of strength, I am courageous, I am uh, eternal, I am aware, I am self-aware, I am honest, I am loved and I am love, um, just to give you a few, I am life, <laughs> um, I am, I always start with I am heiress.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do, I, I cherish my name, though it, it is still a title. I feel like I was given this name for a reason. So I, I always start with that I am king, I am um, I am energy, you know. So I always I always start with those. But the hieroglyphics are sort of like my uh, it's like a vision board, I guess. You know, I'll draw myself as uh, being on stage with a microphone in my hand and performing for a crowd, and images of my podcast and words next to it on where I see it, what what I see attached to it, you know, like audience growth or uh, movement, you know, Um, you know, listeners and downloads like more, you know, like just an abundance Mm -hmm. of things. And I will draw uh, the image of the woman I see myself with, but without any facial features, just more her and I on a throne together, you know, and with her hair and crowns and just things like those that I'm trying to implement. So those things are, are things that help a lot.
2: Yeah,
1: I,
0: they do. I've never shared this. I don't know. <laughs> Only you could get me to share this, Teresa. <laughs> are, you, are you interviewing me? Like, what are we doing? Is this your show? <laughs> Only you could get me to share details like this because I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, but.
1: No, but that, they're not uncommon. Like, don't feel that you're alone in that. Like, that's visualization. That's actually like a really good strategy with what you're practicing. And I think that some people don't know what some of the strategies are, right? That to you, you've just maybe been using them and they've been working for you and you just think it's commonplace, but it's actually not. And so that's why I wanted you to highlight some of the things that you do to to realign and and ground you because I know that, you know, you and I are very similar. And so I'm sure, that's why I was positive that there are probably some things that you do to keep yourself in check and, um, and to share that with people because they, they're not quite sure, you know, what they can do, so.
0: Yes. I wanted to, and thank you for getting me to share that <laughs> and your questions. I, I appreciate you as just a, a being. So thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Before we close off, um, if you had like, you know, a moment to share to, to individuals out there, like if you had the crowd, and you had the microphone and we're talking about healing and processes and principles to healing and stuff like that. What is one principle that you can share that you feel like someone could really take to to start that step or to include it in their steps to healing? What is like, you know, you had two minutes to talk to a crowd, which principle sticks out to you the most that you would share to the crowd so that they could, you know?
1: I think the, 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 the most important thing that we need to tap into is is really loving ourselves that self love is the basis of everything and that we need to find ways that we can do that and I for me it was through meditation that I didn't realize I wasn't loving myself till i I tapped into the immense amount of love that was inside of me that I didn't know. And there are days that I, I am not loving myself as much. And then I'm like, okay, I need to meditate. And then as soon as I go in there, again, I'm so overwhelmed by how how much love there is inside of of, of us. And that we don't tap into it because, you know, Make, and now we are talking about it more than meditation. Like I said, when I got started eight years ago, things are thing it was considered very woo woo and weird, But now it's so commonplace, right? There's so many apps, there's yeah. so many apps and coaches and, and circles and lots of things that where people are are getting people to try it and just to try to integrate it and see how they feel and the benefits and, and how to do it and all these other things. Yes. Um, in that I they will tell you, I went to a meditation center because I didn't know how to get started. I talk about also like, you know, some of the ways that people can get started with meditation because I didn't know. I called up the meditation center and said, you know, spirit is telling you to meditate. I don't know what that is, I don't know how to do it. And they said, Come, you know, we have a meditation circle once yeah. a a month we will, you know, show you, you know, how how to do it and and everything like that so they will tell you I cried for an entire year every time I went I cried it was like I brought myself just as I am which is even that is just such a beautiful thought that I brought myself as I am like with whatever whoever I was in that moment with my struggles with my hardships with my maybe my anger my frustration whatever it was that i i brought myself there and then i was like oh my god there is so much love for me here why am i not loving myself (laughs) why am i mistreating myself why am i dishonoring why am i not respecting why because it's all in here. And so I even tell people that if when they feel alone, they're never alone, all they have to do is to go inside and they will know that there's not they're not alone. There's an there's an entire universe inside of you of like, you know, light beings and love beings and like, and, and dimensions and, and galaxies and just, there's, there's just so much that we're not tapping into, which I like to call your inner, inner magic. We're not tapping into our magic. It's in there. Our magic that can do miraculous things inside and out. So if I, like you said, if I could if I could be on a stage and say anything, it would be like, like learn to love yourself, learn to tap into the un- unconditional, that it doesn't matter what you look like, what you brought to the table, what you've done. Now, your mistakes, your things that didn't work. It, no, none of those things matter. Nobody's judging you there. You are completely like love and light on the inside. And once you recognize that about yourself, then it's like everything else just seems to to work its its way out or work its way through or itself so. yeah.
2: yeah
0: thank you. Thank you for, for being here today. Thank you for all the lessons. Thank you for the conversations that we have. Uh, once again, um, you could find Teresa's uh, book on every, pretty much on all platforms where you could uh, find the book, show them the book one more time. And that is The Decision to Heal, Pathways from Suffering to Love. Um, look it up and uh, purchase it the same way that I have so that you can... Um, just you know find that inner inner strength and inner peace and inner love to start your your journey to healing. Uh just like Teresa and I have done and are doing. Join us on this path to healing. Right?
1: Yes, yeah, thank you so much. And follow me on Instagram too, please.
0: Yeah, tell them tell them where to find you again.
1: Teresa Greco and Teresa with no age. So Teresa Greco at sorry underscore steps to happen.
0: That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, you can always follow me, only one heiress on all social media platforms. And of course, Who How Club on all social media platforms. Um, Teresa, thanks again. Uh, this isn't the last conversation we're ever going to have. I'll definitely invite you back onto the show. And uh, we're going to be talking some more. So thanks again for being the guest today. And uh, we, didn't, we didn't talk about International Women's Month. <laughs> You want to tell us what that quickly means to you in like a couple few words before we close off, if it means anything to you.
1: I think just probably just having like the ability to live our authentic selves. I think that's that if we could all be free, Eris, to do that mm. with like free of judgment, free of limitation, free mm. of stereotypes, free of uh, all of. The constraints and like you said the systemic things that are holding us down and the conditioning and all of that could we just you know see understand that we're all one right that we look that we look different but we're all really one we're Mm -hmm. one collective consciousness
0: and we'll end on i hope that after listening to my conversation with teresa greco just like me you'll all make the decision to heal You've been listening to the Who and How Club, and I've been your host, Ariste Jean. You know the slogan, you are the Who and How Club, I am the Who and How Club, and we are the who's and how's of this world. Without you, without me, there is no we. Until next time, folks.